If you've worked in a corporate environment, you know how painful intranets can be. The content is stale, the interface is ugly, and you can't access it on your phone. Igloo is an intranet you'll actually like. It's an easy-to-use collaboration tool that can help you do your best work, share files and updates with your team, coordinate calendars, manage department projects, and more. Whether you're a large enterprise stuck using SharePoint or a fast-growing business overwhelmed by file sharing and calendar apps, you can create a corporate intranet that matches your brand's look and feel, simplifies how you work, and is accessible on your phone. What's not to like? Get your free trial today at igloosoftware.com slash tech. That's igloosoftware.com slash tech. So a few months ago, uh, I was home at my house. I just got back from New York. I was going back and forth from my house to New York for about three weeks straight. So I was a bit out of it, a bit delirious, um, you could say exhausted. And I, I was in desperate need of a haircut. So my barber only takes appointments. So I called him last minute and he usually won't do it, but he was kind enough to fit me in at the last second. And I was getting ready to leave my house. And I got a call from someone at Rock Nation which is Jay-Z's record label. And they said, Jay wants to talk to you. Now, two days before this call, I started working on a profile title, Jay-Z's music streaming company. And it was made pretty clear to me that he would not be available for comment at all. And he would not talk about it at all. So I was not expecting to hear from Jay-Z in the least. And uh, when I got the call, I, I don't think I heard it properly. Like they just said, Jay wants to talk to you. And I was like, um, well, I have a meeting, so I'll call him back. And I just hung up. And <laughs> <laughs> By meeting, meeting is what your code is for I'm getting my haircut. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I can't miss his haircut. I, I, didn't really, I don't think it connected who Jay was because the president of Rock Nation's name is also Jay. Um, it's Jay Brown. It's a different Jay. So I was like, I'll just call him back. A lesser walk- J, if you Yes, will. a lesser J. <laughs> <laughs> and I was walking to my car, and I was, like, about to unlock my car, and I was like, oh, that was Jay-Z's publicist. I should probably call her back. And I <laughs> ran in the house, and I called my barber, and, like, I begged him for, like, five minutes to, like, push my appointment back a half hour, and then I called <laughs> her back. And I was like, um, yeah, so uh, I moved my meeting, and I can talk whenever, right now. And she's like, oh, okay, well, hold on. And then she put me on hold for like 10 minutes. And then, of course, and then Jay-Z picked up the phone. And then he's, well, I can't say what he said because it was all off the record. But Jay-Z sounds exactly like Jay-Z, like you think Jay-Z would. Um, I I don't know if that's true because I just imagine him yelling Hova over and over (laughs) and over for at least 15 minutes. And then you being like, goodbye. And being like, it was really nice talking to you. And then hanging up. He may be the most relaxed person I've ever talked to in my life. Like, I feel like he has no worries ever. Like, nothing has ever bothered him ever. What what could you possibly worry about at this point in his life? (laughs) You have it all. Yeah. Uh, And that's how it works. Once you have it all, there are no more worries, and life is great, and you live forever. Right. And so that's how I got to talk to Jay-Z through music streaming. It It was a very good conversation. Hello. 
Hello, and welcome to What's Tech, a podcast from TheVerge.com. I'm your humble host, Christopher Thomas Plant, and today we're talking about music streaming. Uh, I think kind of specifically Spotify, because that's the service I use, but we'll be talking about all of them. I've invited my friend, my colleague, reporter from TheVerge.com, Micah Singleton. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Chris. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for joining me. We've been meaning to get this set up for a while. It's hard to do a podcast about music streaming because, at least during the fall, everything seemed to change about every week. Yeah. Um, it felt like a new thing was launching constantly. Um, so I, I want to start with something that I think a lot of people are familiar with, uh, especially now that some numbers are out, and talk about Spotify. And we can kind of broaden out from there. Uh but in in a plain sense, what is Spotify as, as a service for people? So Spotify allows you to play music uh, without having to download it from the internet. Um, it allows you to stream music. They have over 30 million songs available to stream from just about every artist you can think of. Uh, and you can play it over your broadband connection without having to download it as you did with iTunes back in the day or with CDs. You don't have to have a, a physical media to use it. It's available on just about every platform, um, Mac, Windows, Android, iOS, BlackBerry. I mean, it's, it's available everywhere. And it's available f- for free as well. You can use it. You know it's on BlackBerry because you're one of five people who use it. Yes, BlackBerry. I am. I'm <laughs> there last. We go. I'm, I'm one of BlackBerry's last. <laughs> we're the last ones. It's available for free. You can stream music for free. Uh, ads will pop up in between songs, and you can only play it on shuffle mode on mobile. But you can use it for free and listen to all the same music. Or you can pay nine ninety nine a month and un- listen to an unlimited amount of songs and play any song at any time on any device. Um, so it's, it's sort of changed the way people consume music these days. Now, I wanted to mention that first because... And correct me if I'm wrong here, but I, I look at Spotify uh, to music streaming kind of like what Netflix is to video streaming and that it's not it's not alone by any means. Right. Uh, Apple Music being kind of like Amazon is in this company that has a gajillion dollars and has been good at a lot of other things, but is kind of, you know, encroaching on that turf. But the basic idea of it, you can kind of grok from Spotify. Correct. Is, yeah. OK, so. Let's go back even before that then, uh, now that we have that kind of that base. What is the origin of music streaming? Is it is it Spotify launching or is it earlier than that? So Rhapsody was the first official music streaming company back in, the I think, the end of 2001. So music streaming has been a, around for a while. Um, Rhapsody was, it sort of came right after Napster hit big and people started downloading music for free. And they, the team at Rhapsody came up with the idea of just paying a certain amount of money per month and you can listen to all the music you want. Now, back when they first came out, the labels were not happy with them. And there was a very, a very limited library when they first launched. So they had just a few indie labels and a couple of smaller mainstream labels for about the first year until the bigger labels like Warner Brothers and Sony and Universal started coming on board. I mean, you mentioned you mentioned Napster there. How how did I mean? I guess give a little bit of an explanation of what Napster is because I've discovered that we have now reached uh, the threshold of being old where people might not know. Uh, and then also explain kind of how Napster I guess led to music streaming platforms. So Napster was a peer to peer sharing um, service. So 
someone could up you could upload music from a CD onto Napster, and then anyone else who was using Napster could then download that CD, and that changed the music industry forever. Um, it it really hit it big back in 1999, right when the music industry was raking in billions and billions of dollars. Uh, Napster, you know, once a CD hit the internet, it was over. Sales started dropping. Um, revenue started falling. So Napster really changed the game and it made people want to access music differently. Instead of paying $15 for an album, you could pay nothing and have all the music you want. And it sort of changed the mindset of people. And so when that mindset started changing, the industry had to adapt and Rhapsody was the first company to come in and, and fill that gap. And the music industry fought it for a long time Spotify really didn't come around until about 2007, 2008 in Europe, and it didn't hit the States until 2011. So there was a 10-year gap where piracy was the big thing, and music sales just kept dropping and dropping until labels really got on board with music streaming. Now, I mean, has streaming helped? Has it hindered the music industry? What, what role is it currently playing? In all of this. So there's an argument to be made that it has helped. But if you look at the numbers, if you simply look at the numbers, you're not going to see a big difference because sales were so big and they've been dropping so consistently for the last decade. So sales are still declining. Revenue is still declining because of those sales. But there's arguably less people pirating music because it's just easier to use Spotify for free. I mean, instead of having to download music and look for files or figure out how to use torrents, which is a whole other issue, you can just go to Spotify.com and download an app and listen to all the music you want for free. So, And that's pulling in revenue for the industry. So arguably it's helped, but then some artists see it differently as if they're giving away their music for free. But I don't think... I mean, the argument there is you've been doing that anyway, you just haven't noticed. Your sales have gone down, and people are getting music anyway, so it's better yeah. that they get it through something that's going to at least bring in some kind of revenue. Well, I mean, let's talk about the artists, because I can get why the record labels uh, that are funding, you know, millionaires at the top level uh, would be upset, obviously. Uh, but do you, obviously you can't speak for all musicians, but how, are, how do musicians feel about it? Is, is this, you know... I guess expanding the reach for a certain level of musician or, or is that kind of like a very optimistic way of looking at things? So it's a very mixed bag. It, it depends what, what kind of audience you have as a musician. You know, if you're a mid-level musician and you don't, you haven't had a, a big single or a, a, hit, a hit album and you put your stuff on Spotify and something catches on, I mean, it could take you to new heights, right? But like if you're Adele and you're going to sell two million records a week regardless of wherever your music is that it's not really worth it to give away your music for free or if you're a very new artist or a small artist an indie artist and you you really depend on record sales it's not beneficial for you so it's a really mixed bag it depends what level of artist you are um, a lot of the top tier artists aren't happy with it Adele's not happy with it Taylor Swift's not happy with it Beyonce didn't put her album up for streaming for uh, almost a year so i mean there's a lot of artists that just won't deal with it and some will i mean taylor swift has put her music on apple music and on title which are paid only so it's not on spotify's free tier you have to pay 9.99 a month at least to access her music which is 
which brings in more revenue than a free tier service. So some artists like it, some artists don't. Um, but I think it's going to start changing once more people get onto streaming platforms. I mean, right now we only have, there's only 40 million people paying for streaming about 125 to 130 million people using streaming worldwide. So it's not that big of a market yet. It's still pretty young. Okay. Let's talk about, you mentioned the other platforms. There's, there's these hundreds of millions of other people in the world. We're going to introduce... They're all listening to the show, apparently. Yes. Uh, the, things really change for us on planet Earth. <laughs> Both of us are <laughs> literally bathing ourselves in gold, but taking time to do this nonetheless. Uh, what should these other hundreds of millions of people use? Uh, slash, What makes each of these platforms unique? Okay, so you have Spotify, which is the biggest. They have over 75 million users. Right now, they're approaching almost probably almost 100 million users by now. Um, the thing that makes Spotify unique is one, it's free for mo- anyone can use it for free. It's on just about every platform, and they have a feature called Discover Weekly, uh, which is a great service that tailors a playlist every Monday of 30 songs to your taste. So once you listen to you listen to music on Spotify as normal. And they put in, run it through an algorithm, and they pull in songs for you every Monday morning. And those songs are amazingly accurate. I ha- I've been using it for probably 12 to 14 weeks now, and every week I find something that I really love on that playlist. So that's a really great thing about Spotify. Then you have Apple Music. Apple Music is the newest service. It came out about six months ago. Um, it's available on all your iOS devices, your Macs, and it's going to be available on Android. It's in beta right now. Um, if you have a huge iTunes library, Apple music may be the best thing for you because you can integrate those two. So you can just use one app for all of your music. You don't have to go to a different app. The app is still kind of buggy. And if you don't have a huge iTunes library and, and, or hate iTunes, you're going to have to use iTunes on the desktop because that's the only way to use Apple music on a Mac. And then there's no free tier. So there's no way to listen to music for free completely. Um, Apple Music will give you a free three-month trial when you first try out, but after that, you're going to have to pay the $9.99 a month. Tidal um, is another option owned by Jay-Z and a bunch of other artists. Um, Their specialty is hi-fi audio, so sort of flak-level high-quality audio, Um, but that comes at $19.99 a month. So if you're really not an audiophile and you're really not particular about having super high quality music if you don't know what flack is already right you probably you don't probably need title, don't need title. <laughs> That's right. probably that should be their banner <laughs> right um the one good thing about title is though they do do free shows from time to time so they did um for their subscribers so they did a, sh- a show with jay-z he did a free show um back in may uh dead mouse just did a free show last month and they'll give those tickets out to subscribers for free so, I mean, if you live in the New York area, which where most of the shows have happened, um, you may want a title subscription if you're interested in those kinds of artists. Can I tell you what's funny about that to me? Yeah. Is, do you remember the final days of MySpace? Oh, my gosh, yes. Because that's exactly what they did. <laughs> like, I, I actually saw Jay-Z in a very small theater uh, in New York uh, yeah. before he did Madison Square Garden. And it was a great show. Um, it was also the saddest show because I was standing <laughs> next to a sales rep from MySpace. And he's like, see, the dream lives on. And I was like, oh, 
Oh, no. This is too real for me. Oh, gosh. MySpace. Um, I mean, all those sound fine. I just... And again, I'm already on that Spotify train. I'm already sold. But what's fascinating here is I like... I, I, I could get behind Tidal. Tidal sounds pretty good. Apple Music... I, I, I honestly don't get it. There was so much hype and lead up, and maybe they'll keep getting like exclusive albums that maybe that'll be the thing well, by just are. taking away albums from other people. Yeah. Um, I mean, they have an exclusive Drake album that's coming up in the next few months. So, yeah. So maybe that's it. But like I, the, the promise where it's like, hey, remember iTunes, that app that gets worse literally every time we update it? What if we locked you in that? Right. And it's like, yeah. oh, man, that does sound appetizing. <laughs> like, <laughs> I kind of would rather just go back to Winamp, but thanks for the offer. Yeah, I mean, um, they, they really should break out the Apple Music app away from iTunes. I mean, iTunes is probably the worst piece of software Apple has ever built. And then It's adding, unbelievable how yeah, bad it's gotten and how yeah. okay it was. <laughs> there was a time when it was good, but that time was 12 years ago. And, and that, that version would still be better than today. Anyway. What I'm getting at here is ignore ignore everything that I just said because I've obviously shared my opinion. Which do you recommend for the average person who's like, okay, I'm going to lay down a little bit of cash on this. Point me in the right direction. Uh, Spotify. Spotify is hands down still the best service. Um, with Discover Weekly, it gives, you know, it gives me, I'm a diehard music listener. So like I'm in like the top 5% of Spotify listeners every year. Um, but even that with just means that you Clean, listen to a lot of music. That doesn't mean like you're yes. like just all that hot. Like you just oh, your taste is so exquisite. No, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I just good. listen to a ton of music. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, but even for average users, Discover Weekly is something that I don't think any other service has matched yet. Just being able to you know you don't have to listen to music every day. If you listen to music, you know twice a week or three times a week on Spotify, it can still tailor music to your taste and give you that new updated playlist every week so you don't have to look for anything. And I think that's the greatest thing. I mean, they introduced this feature right after Apple Music came out. And I was looking at Apple Music, I reviewed Apple Music, and I was it was sort of good, but it was very buggy. And when Spotify came with that, I think two weeks after Apple Music released, it convinced me to stay with Spotify. And I think Discover Weekly is that ace in the hole for Spotify right now. Micah, I want to thank you for joining us here today. Thank you for having me. Where can people find you on the internet.com? Uh, you can find me on theverge.com, um, on Twitter at Micah Singleton, and nowhere else because I'm a, a Luddite, basically. <laughs> you mean you protect your sanity? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank y'all for listening. Uh, I want to thank our producer, Andrew Marino, who is fantastic and is still doing this on Very Little Sleep. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at What's Tech. You can find us on The Verge every Tuesday. And you can find us on, oh, well, whatever podcast feed you like. I would recommend that you leave a review at iTunes. We're trying out something new. Uh, and it's where you can ask a question in your review, any question, preferably about tech. But really, if you have some profound question, I will seek out the answer and we'll uh, amend a, a short answer to the end of these episodes and give y'all a shout out. So uh, feel free to do that. I will do my best to not fail you. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Ba-ba-da-ba-da-ba-ba.